Okay, let's get back into the energy. And let me put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Somebody called me. I set a boundary with my little cousin that was firm a while ago because I was podcasting and I was in the group. And the crazy thing, I should probably try to find that footage, actually. Because the podcast was so good, right? But lately, the Anchor app has been doing this thing. Has been doing this thing. Because I said, has been. (laughs) Where it basically, uh, like, I can't press X to, like, stop the recording. And that's pretty wonky to me. So then I have to go through the library and um, see if the audio file is there. Because it doesn't pop up where it should be. But I didn't know that then. I didn't know like that the potential deleted footage after I closed the app out can go to the library. So I had to answer her call. And once like somebody calls you in general, even if you hang up on them, it just stops podcasting, but it still rolls. So you have to um, close the app out for it to stop. And... Uh, I had to tell her, like, okay, boundary back in place. Please text me before you call because podcasting. And that's what it was about, like, the first time. And I noticed a few days ago, I'm like, yeah. Because she called me one time while I was on the phone with our other cousin. 20 plus times back to back. Maybe 22. I want to lower the number because I know I said, like, 25 times. And I don't know if it was 25. And I don't want to make her look like that. It was just an obscene amount of calls in a day. And then it's just like, okay, you do this because you feel like you can. Like, it's just not something respectful to do. No matter, that's not respectful. That's not respectful of my phone and me and what I'm doing. Because if I didn't answer the first time, 20 more calls, like, I just don't deal with people like that. But she only, she about to be 14 But it's this whole dynamic of her being a psychic and her um, parents aren't empowering her. It's it's a dynamic. She probably going to be like another um, chain breaker. But she got like an earth angel energy to her. But she drains me like real bad. It's something very draining. But it's like I'm her. I was just talking about the big brother archetype. I'm her big sister archetype. But I noticed in my own like personal relationship with her, I felt like I carried some of the attitude of my brother. Like I never want to make people feel like a nuisance or like poke fun at them too much. Even if I know my intention, it adds up. And I remember Nicki Minaj said this thing in this Joe Button interview that I was called to watch because I was hearing her talk about um, when she got her... I can't even say surgically enhanced. She said that she got butt shots way back when. We remember when she first came out and how all of that went. We remember hearing about her. We was all in middle school. Like, that was everybody's trending topic. And um, I didn't like the energy that Joe Button carried because it was very... I'm going to say something real outlandish. Him as a bisexual black man in the rap industry shouldn't... 
like purse his lips open to be like, but nobody pressured you to do that, right? Or just being real technical about it. Like she was being vulnerable and he was kind of mansplaining it. Like, okay, but they didn't tell you. Like, obviously nobody told her to do it, but we all know like when you don't fit into, it's not even about a societal standard because I don't think that that was the standard yet back then, but she felt she knew that she was kind of like not accountable for creating it but she talked about how a whole bunch of people like pink hair and a big butt was her thing and she was saying how now it's really no female rapper that doesn't have pink hair and a big butt and he asks like do you think that you are somehow like the cause for that like not cause wasn't the word it was just like is this kind of your fault? And then she was like, yeah, of course. Um, But she also has a big sister energy, but it's like, I don't know. I guess people been hard on her or something. You can tell when people been hard on somebody and they, ne- they never really heal from it because she don't really seem like she got compassion in general. Like it's this one child interviewer and I mean, I guess, yeah, duality exists for a reason. But I remember her telling the child interviewer, like, it was real, but it just felt like, yeah. Is that where you had to go with it? But yeah, that's where she had to go with it. Just because, let me explain where she went. She was just like, okay, first of all, um, are you interviewing me or something like that? And she was like, yeah, the little girl is super... uh." has a lot of charisma and spunk for her age, but also really respectful. And she interviewed little Uzi Vert too. Like you've probably seen her. It's the only child interviewer that I know of. And she was like, what you do away from the camera, like what you do on the camera doesn't matter. And the person that you are off the camera, like you have to be good at both. And now that I'm reiterating it, yeah, but it was the energy. It was just like, yeah, Nikki, Nikki. But yeah, valid, super valid, yeah. And be the tough one, be the tough mom, because if the world only consisted of sweet and just like, oh, this kid interviewer, it's not realistic. And, um, ooh, I was at the, speaking of realistic, I was at the tree lighting yesterday, Detroit tree lighting. It was the first one that I ever been to, and it was so, like, I won't say disappointing, but the energy of the crowd, like it was a police officer behind me and he said something crazy and it was just not to be racist or anything. (laughs) I realized, and I always knew this, but white people can be just as ignorant as black people with how um, rude and outlandish it is. And just because it's in a different tone does not mean it don't hold the same animosity and ignorance to it sometimes. Because it was this police officer, like, on the side of me, to the right, and, like, behind me, a few people back, but, like, still, all I had to do was turn around and see them, and then it was another couple kind of in front of me, and they were given very reptilian or Andromeda, and, like, their blinks were weird. It was given robotic, but it wasn't given unhuman. It was just given weird. And, uh, And the rest of the crowd was just, like, either they were feeling it, or it was just a lot of complaining. It's like people were complaining everywhere. 
about how cold it was and then them being bumped. And then there was a boy who just felt the need to cuss too much about being bumped and how frustrated he was because he was with the cop and the cop found it funny. And it was just, it was just a whole bunch of negativity behind me. Um, and my whole thing was go home. Like they complained to the point where I wanted to turn around and be like, you should go home. Like you should, you should leave. And obviously, I mean, I'm not even that guy. I get it. You came out for a reason. But if you came out to complain, you need to get from behind me. Not even to be like that. Like the world don't revolve around me and how I feel, but it definitely don't revolve around you either. Like somebody was downed because there's this thing that was behind us that was like a giant slide and stuff. They got a lot of stuff going on downtown. And somebody like passed out or was down. And you know, you can hear anything in the crowd. So somebody saying somebody died and then one person saying something else. And then it's an EMT. I mean, it's a guy, the security for like that area is telling us to push forward. And like this girl was like, we can't, you know, just doing too much, doing too much. And everybody needed a reason to like show off and act the arse. I can't cuss in my house. I can't. And it's been a cuss-worthy time, too. Me and my madre are not on good terms at all. And the funniest thing is when people talk to me about my mom, I'd be really needing them not to understand. I, I think I do. I, I want people to understand this is not something that I seeked out. This is not a situation where it's just like, I'm at my limit and she, she, it is. But the thing about it is, it's one-sided. It's somebody triggering a situation and then me feeling like I I got to pick up the pieces or something. Me always having to be the bigger man. Me always having to ignore the negativity, just like in the crowd. It's always my energy, my transformative energy combating something that doesn't care if it deteriorates me or not. Um... And I don't looked at it for so many years. I'm a I'm a person who looks at it. I'm a dissect it. I'm gonna get down to the bottom of it. So am I projecting? Is it this bad? Is it that bad? And that whole thing, I've ran around the world three times. You cannot tell me how to be in my own circumstance until you walked in the shoes of inner child me. Who now that I see, like this was happening for no reason. The stuff that I was getting berated about was projections 90% of the time. And even when I knew that it was a projection at that young age, even when I knew that it wasn't my fault, I was still taken up for the other person because of quote unquote mental illness or something else. Like I was always putting people above me. I had to get that off my, ch- I, I hate that. And I hate it to the point where it's kind of like, Having to defend yourself warps you into a person that has to defend themselves. And the life that I live, I don't crave to be defensive. I don't crave to protect myself. But no man is my enemy. Every man is my teacher. And I learn to protect myself. I learned to have my own boundaries. I learned to have my own way that I feel about myself and the things that I care about. And that is just as valid as people who would rather mow me down and not want me to talk at all to say whatever they want to say. 
which is probably just a reiterated version of something that their parents taught them and how to be. And my anger comes from people who do the most to make you feel bad. Somebody did that to them. Just like me, when I over talk people or when I'm not that considered considerate in a conversation and I notice it, it bothers me and I'll go back to fix it or, you know, playing Bob the Builder with myself because I do not want, I don't even want to be the version of me that lives um, outside of myself just to like make up to the world what wasn't made up to me. That's dead too. I want to be me and I want to stand on that and I want to love me because it's a lot of people who'd rather I be somebody else or rather I be the version of me that was six years ago who was apologizing to the world for stuff that I never did in the first place. Why am I apologizing Apologizing for global warming at 10 years old? Like just feeling sorry for way too many things and people and myself and everybody in between. And I'm not interested in that paradigm anymore. Like, but let's go back to the police officer. The police officer, his girlfriend, who is pretty annoying. Like you ever hear somebody's voice and you just don't like it. And I think it's because they were cussing so much. Like, I don't know what it was with me. And it just felt real performative, like ego based and annoying. And my thing is, and the cop was just kind of finding it funny because I I'm, I guess he's pretty used to being outside in the cold a lot or he was dressed for it. Either way, nobody was having the most pleasant experience in the cold. Like downtown Detroit is literally like off the water because it's that water that bridges us in Canada, so it's super cold down there, which, you know, whatever, because when I got back to my city, where I stay, in Highland Park, I don't be wanting to say where I stay, not because, I don't know, I've never had the attitude of somebody being able to come and gun me down, or stalk me, or dox me, or any, like, why would I even carry that around, who would want to do that, people would, I've, I've, I want to say I've seen it, I've seen how malicious people can be with no, it only be they feelings. That'd be the funniest thing ever because when people do real outlandish stuff, they carry an attitude, like I said before, the the attitude of entitlement to being that way, entitlement to being evil and vindictive. And that's cool, but the thing about it is these are your feelings your feelings like this is a personal thing that you that you projected on somebody else to make what you're doing seem valid and it's just not so back to this lady so she was like keep in mind i could tell that she wasn't paying attention to the program let's go back to the emt real quick yeah So the EMT was like, I need people to push forward. Now, it's this young girl who, like, turned around and be like, we can't because... And the funniest thing about that is if he would have had a microphone, a megaphone, to announce that they needed for people to push forward because of what was going on, I'm 80% sure that he got that. He would have got a better response and it would have been handled. But before he even made that announcement, it's a girl on the side of me that's all you hear is, man, down, somebody's down. The police officer is still behind me, I do believe. 
I'm like, okay. And it sounded like his girlfriend was like, and and what can we do? Like, we can't go anywhere. Like, so what, basically? And that, like, my whole time there was just me being like, I want to say something. (laughs) I want to take a pic. Like, I was ready to cuss out about eight people. And I'm like, but I'm still having this whole thing going on where it's like, am I living in the moment? Am I worried about a text back from so-and-so? Like, you know, I'm just like, okay, live in the moment, Alicia, live in the moment. Oh, I'm bopping my head stiffly. How can I listen to this music? Okay, hi yourself. How do I have fun? Like this whole thing. And then meanwhile, in the back of me, this whole thing is going on. But they added the attitude that they carry towards, it, it just lacked compassion on so many different levels. And I'm really tired of that. And whenever I, in um encounter so much of it I kind of be like okay what part of me isn't being compassionate like it's no way that I'm around all of this energy for no reason but now that I'm talking about it I'm, I'm just glad to be talking about it because this is not like new oh jeez, I feel better and also a little bit drained so let me wrap it up And like I said, the funny thing is a few moments before the guy announced that he wanted us to push forward, I heard this lady, because everybody was going from the front to the back for whatever reason. I guess you couldn't really see in the front. And I heard them say, it's funny how there's so much space in the front, but it's so cramped back here, meaning people weren't at the front. Like everybody was just hovering in a spot, but they weren't filling in space. Which goes back to me saying if he had a megaphone, but you know, now somebody is hurt or dying in the back because everybody is declaring that it's not enough room. And yeah, it was tight, it was cramped, but nobody was even trying. And somebody else said that too, like nobody's even pushing forward. Like nobody did anything. They tried. And then eventually a fight. Oh, let's go back to this girl and the police officer. So This is one of them funny moments where I'd be talking to me like, am I projecting? Like, what, what's going on? She was like, the people on the stage was like, yeah, we, and we have carriage rides if you want to warm up and, um, you know, experience that. Meaning a horse is like transporting people through the city for a short amount of time for about five to ten dollars. It's cool. I really want to do it and I will do it. It's going on today. But last night was so chaotic and a little draining that I don't think I am because I was out there for so long in these boots with no warmth in them. And um, you ever get so cold, like my face, I couldn't really talk. Like I was so cold that I couldn't talk. My jaw didn't want to do jaw things. My mouth, like I just felt my lips freeze. So they puckered. It was probably cute, but it didn't feel cute and I didn't care. I needed out and everybody wanted out and that was the thing and it lasted so long to the point where everybody was just like okay I don't even want to stop I want to get out I want to get so it's just so many people yelling about how frustrated they are for being there it was just a lot so back to this police officer and my ears ringing and I think the whole thing about being frustrated at being there is what um activated that but you can apply this to your personal life however you want because it's coming out for a reason and I'm having fun talking about it 
she's like, oh, there's horses? Keep in mind, she wasn't listening to what was going on up there because I think the police officer said something about the horses and the police officer's response to that was like, oh, where you're just going to, um, there's going to be shit everywhere. I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right. Negative Nansel. Like, all right. Anyway. And she was like, um, well, are they trained to fight or something like that? Are they trained to, I don't know. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, they kick protesters. Now, obviously, the biggest protest that was happening in Detroit was the George Floyd stuff. So that, my eyes did a thing. And whenever I feel my eyes do a thing, it's gonna like, you ever see Minister Society and you're like, what you say about my mama? <laughs> what you say about my mama? Like, it kind of did that, and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of this. Like, when I was at my first rock concert, it, somebody brought up George Floyd there and was like, well, he wouldn't have got killed if he would have listened to the police. And meanwhile, the police response, <laughs> while he's protecting the city in a crowd full of complainers, um, I don't know, it's just funny. It's funny to me in a very unfunny way. And racism doesn't make me mad because it's it's an act of lack of compassion. You're taught to be like that. So the same way how I wouldn't, like, I don't be all up in a white person's face about it. I don't do it with black people neither because it's just like a, a tale of two different types of ignorance. The difference in skin tone don't make it any less crazy or hateful or spiteful or anything like that but you be you about it it's the only thing you be you stand on that stand on whatever you want to stand on to make you feel worthy of whatever i don't know what the whole little battle is between um i don't know everybody is fighting to be right in a way and i even um acknowledged that i believe this morning yeah I acknowledge that because I have a whole lot of encounters with people who, my whole life actually, I was so busy fearing um, living, making the right decision and the wrong and not wanting to be a bad person. Meanwhile, the people that I were encountering in my everyday life had this obsession with being correct and right to the point where it was gaslighting, it was manipulative and it was devil energy and it was deceptive and they were jealous and all of this other stuff. And this one person is coming to mind who I know I podcast about, but I took it off. And I think it wasn't the 1010 podcast, but it might have been. But I was talking about um, my encounter, this experience with this girl and my friend. And how the girl was very, like, standoffish with me for no reason. Like, we just met and she did this whole thing. Um... (laughs) about weed and uh like the difference between an ounce and a and a half or a zip I think it was like an ounce and a zip but whatever it was I'm like I think those are the same things and da 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 me and my friend talking it's funny no it's not let me push forward if you hate da 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 get off of here because it triggered something that happened with my um uncle a few years ago I had this got this specific uncle 
and me and my mom were talking and he was at the table and I was very big at back then to be like yada 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 you know it's just like fill in the blank and he was like what type of talk you know and it turned into a whole argument between him and my mom because my grandma used to be an English teacher and it was just sibling rivalry for real but it made me like not just feel bad but it it made me not like him because I'm like and who (laughs) why would I listen to you like who was talking to you and it's just a lot of those type encounters actually that people needing to combat you um And individuals in particular, like whenever you are living by your own means or whatever that means for you and the sun is coming out, people who got to combat everything you say and make it seem wrong and flip it so they right and this whole like rivalry, I don't care to be in it and I don't like encountering those type of people. But this morning, I was just like, hello, sun. It is so pretty. I don't know why the sun is rising so late, but period. Hello, I didn't expect this. Hold on, I gotta do my ritual. So I came to terms with it on my own time this morning. And this is not my first time, like, I'm imagining the imagery of me brushing off a grave. You know when you clean off a tomb? That's what I just imagined. This is not my first time doing that. To, like, um, needing to be valid. And I think I talk about that a lot on this podcast, but in different ways. And talking about how um, no experience is more profound than the last. Like, everything that you go through matters. Everything that you experience matters. And there's, like, we make happiness this. We put happiness on a pedestal as if life isn't as transformative and like there's nothing to be grateful for when we don't necessarily experience happiness, but that's really a state of mind. And that's a logical way to put it, but it's more about feeling that way and knowing what to look at so you can be fueled to be happy and grateful because energy A certain energy, that's emotion, will stay in motion. So if you keep a certain dissatisfied attitude, that's going to attract more things to be dissatisfied with, which felt like last night's situation. Even though I might not have been consciously aware of it, it was just too much. It was too much. I can acknowledge that. Even if it wasn't, let's cut out the thing about being right. It was too much, and I was dissatisfied with my own life and running away from my home dynamic and it felt like it just followed me outside like it was just too much war going on and I was just like okay so yeah when he was talking about the horses kicking the protesters I'm like ugh, like sir please get a life get a life get a life it's worrisome for real um and then I wanted to say something Uh, and then it was a lady with her kids who was mad she barged through the crowd towards the back. And it was just a lot of people who had disregard. Like, sir, your elbow is on my face right now. Move. It's not resting nowhere. I am a human here. Like, do you realize that you're going through a certain relief right now? You not carrying this elbow. It's on somebody and it's on me. 
So, super cold. But the tree was really pretty, and I was grateful to see it. And especially when I heard 20,000 likes, I don't know when I turned into a nerd about numbers. But when I hear something dramatic like that, like, this tree took 20,000 likes. <laughs> and it was pretty. So it was worth it. It was worth seeing, but, you know, the cold. Really no but to it. It was worth it, period. So that was that. Where is this going now? I'm okay with wherever this goes to. So that's my own little having gratitude during something that I can't even call it like unsatisfactory. That's a word, right? And if it is, I only know it because it was on my report cards. Ha 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 ha. Living my life as a retired underachiever because. I don't label myself as that anymore. And I feel like report cards were really abusive in a way. It's like my whole life does not need to be summed up. My whole career doesn't need to be summed up by somebody telling me what I am through a piece of paper and how I'm doing. You don't know how I'm doing. You're not in my brain with my capacity to learn. You don't know what I'm going through and that I can't focus in this class. All they do is write a few little words. Either you talked in class, you were a good student, or you were working under your ability or something else. Teacher's pets, what was that like? What was what was your report cards like? I don't have a problem with teacher's pets because I know the beauty in being um preferred. I know the beauty. <gasps> yes, yes. My spirit guide bird came back because I was talking to them yesterday. I was talking to them yesterday. I was talking about something. I was going through something and I was at this window and a black cat came out of this house of the window that I look at. And it's an abandoned house at that. But usually my spirit god cat is there, which is black and white and like big. It's a big, fluffy, kind of ugly black and white cat. But I was, it don't need to be pretty. I get it. Um, And I was talking to them yesterday, like, where are the birds? Like, am I... And I ain't even going in the direction of like, am I not doing the right thing? I'm just like, where is it? <laughs> I'm at the window. <laughs> like, why am I at this window if no bird? And it's funny because the bird was bigger than usual, like healthier than usual. I know it's not the same bird always, but if it was, God, God grace. But it's in my like neighbor's little tree. And it was weird because I was looking at the bird and I'm like, is this a turtle dove? Like it was as big as a turtle dove or kind of like a baby pigeon. But I'm like, I know this bird is my bird. And then it flew and it it was a, um, do you call those birds blue cardinals or blue jays? The black, white, and blue bird with the um feathers on the head that stick out. But he was healthier, the healthiest that I've ever seen. <sighs> Delicious. <laughs> I make a good spiritual salary. <laughs> um, report cards, right? Unsatisfactory. Let me look up what that bird represents. It's coming to me to do so. It's cold. 
Boom. Face, baby. Yeah. I... How do y'all feel about Blueface and um <clears throat> Christian Rock? I don't care. By the way, I don't really care how you feel about it. I just got something to say about it because people people were saying this thing. Well, I guess it's not a blue cardinal. And a blue cardinal is kind of ugly. And shout out, it's not ugly. I just don't like it. Uh shout out to Negus M Geyer. I do believe it's the M in there from Instagram and the stereo app. Cause you commented. <gasps> Hi! It flew, it flew over here in my yard, right in front of me, and it's super big up close. Oh my god. Be I got a Glock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to open a door window. Can I? Who's stopping me? Oh, I wanted to yell thank you, but then, you know when you do something childlike, <clears throat> and the angst of not doing it is getting to you, but, like, doing it feels weird now that you notice that you want to? Thank you! Spirit hears me regardless. I was telling this guy that, because, um... He was in my dream, <clears throat> and I forgot. Oh, <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> I can't even expose all of it. But I was like, I woke up, mm, and then I was like, tell your higher self thanks for. Mm. <laughs> and he was like, okay. When I meet them, I tell them. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> I bet you talking to me is kind of funny because in my head I'm narrating it it's like no you silly baka <laughs> like your higher self knows everything like it's it's not separate kind of like god like they know everything they've been there so it's just like they hear you they see you I'm like they already know just you already received it by me telling you that they already got it like it, it's all going this plan ha <sighs> I'm in such alignment <laughs> with my social desires right now, truth be told. Truth be told. And to be honest, now that I'm looking at my house dynamic right now, I'm kind of looking at, at it as an opportunity to be aligned with things that um, actually feel good. The interactions that actually make me feel good so I don't spend too much time basing it off of things that actually make, I mean, that don't make me feel good. And to put that in the simplest terms, Blue Jay. Let's look that up. Yeah, it's a Blue Jay. Um, this looks very different in pictures than, yeah, okay. I didn't know they had that pattern. Let's look up spiritual significance. Because my grandma comes as um, the Blue Cardinal. I put in a spiritual signal and Google said when it comes to visit you, maybe, but let's do what I first said. When Blue Jay, sim what Blue Jay symbolize, Blue Jays relate to everything from strength to confidence to communication, period, poop. Depending on the context in which you see them, for some, these birds have a reputation of being loud, aggressive, and mean. However, certain cultures see them 
is lucky or a symbol of good things to come. All right. So I'm going to be loud and mean. And what else did it say? Aggressive. Because <laughs> those words kind of stuck out to me. I'm like, are they talking about me? And even if it is, like I said, let's kill perfectionism. Even if I am all of those things simultaneously, it's way more to me than that, A. And B, it's not that it doesn't have its own significance and reasons, which is like as balanced for me as it gets, to be honest. Like, okay, that aspect of me that I don't like or whatever that I want to change, it's as valid as every other thing because A, it's here for a reason. And B, like the most that I can do for myself is have compassion and actually come to that person as a friend not coming at it as a woman or something that I need out of my life immediately. I'm just like, okay, so where did you stem from? And lately, what I did, like yesterday, I was obsessing over something. And I just came and I was like, yeah, I do that too. Like, I come to my shadow like, yeah, I feel that way too. And that gets so much of a better reaction and a relief than me being like, what's wrong? Or like micromanaging myself way too much. So I'm learning how to come to me as a human being instead of some like coming to those aspects like, what's wrong with you? Because why would I be receptive to that? Like, why would I talk to somebody that I love like that? So I'm not going to come like, even if that is my initial, like I take the time like it's a kid, not just a kid, it's me. So I'm just like, OK, what's up? And that's way better than most other ways I've tried to. uh work with but um all right son get a little brighter i love you and the blue jays and thank you for sending it because i was wondering i went through a time when i was like if i was podcasting and i knew that i was doing good i'm like okay where's my bird um but it's always the times that i don't plan i never plan a podcast y'all like i have something in mind and i'll be like okay I don't have to do that right now or whatever. Now it's just like, all right, hmm, I should. <clears throat> and usually my totems were coming more frequent in the beginning, but I think that's because, like, I needed more support then. And I've got to realize I'm supported even when they don't send a totem. Like, it's so many things to look at. It's so many signs and other stuff. It's so, much, so many versions of support. And I'm dependent on birds. And it wasn't necessarily a codependency. I'm not about to explain myself. I love the birds. So I was like, where are the birds? And today they were like, here they are. And I'm like, oh, so thank you for that. Because like I said, this was supposed to be my first time channeling. <clears throat> and I don't mind it. Even if it's just through my experience. Because somebody out there is going to be like, ooh, people in my current environment try to belittle all of my opinions too, just for me being... um. Uh, let's go back to the big brother, big sister archetype and family. And that's what I was talking about. Like I'm in alignment with interactions that fuel me, but I'm not at a good place with the uh, people that I encounter that don't. Like I just had a crazy dream last night where it was about five of my female family members and one specific one, the most significant one in my um, past life, like, and by past life, I mean younger years and probably literally in a past life was an aunt. 
and she was just being real bitter like like in the crowd like that bitter energy has just been following me and i i can tell when it's jealousy but it's coming to me to a point where it's kind of making me look at me like am i bad and that's the thing about being obsessed with being good and doing the right thing not that that's a bad thing i don't want to put so much animosity on the word good but i feel boy the blue jays all right let me let me focus let me focus <laughs> let me focus <laughs> okay no i can be excited about it they're everywhere and and yesterday i literally said like maybe they migrated because it's cold and i felt kind of selfish like hmm alicia i'm sorry that i'm treating you like this just because these birds not showing up like maybe it's just a season to go away <laughs> meanwhile I've been keeping a pet ladybug it slept in my bed like I don't know my dreams be syncing up like I be having dreams where it's just a ton of bugs and then I have other dreams where it's people who like are jealous of me in some ways and they like try to feed me or in dreams like it's this big dynamic with me my mom and food and this other person who, like, I looked at them one day and I'm like, are they jealous? Because we were getting ready to go to a wedding. And um, although I love this person and I hold so much of a high regard for them, it's, it's just something there that kind of made me raise my eyebrow. Um, because they... People can know you're the ish and treat you like whatever, but whenever it's the time to validate you in front of people, they will. And that's my that was my personal life with my immediate family, the people that I love the most. Okay, all the birds are coming out and the sun is beaming. And that was the thing. It was just like too bright for comfort. But when somebody else, when any other family member or something was like, oh, Alicia, so pretty. Alicia, so this. When the world is like, Alicia, so that, they're like, yeah. Ah, like we love her so much but then in front of me only it's just like you doing too much but people never tell me I'm doing too much and who are they to tell me that my existence is too much because I ain't performing for them this ain't even for you to look at or judge so I'll do too much over here <laughs> you be over there doing what you do <clears throat> and yeah big on that energy as of lately but still you know breaking out of my shell and being like okay no matter what's what's being heard or what's going on a i know i'm supported and b i'm not really living for anybody else consciously i'm not um and that's a good it's fulfilling because nobody can really take it away from you. Like, I don't really stumble on hate as much as I used to. It doesn't put me back a thousand years. I don't overthink it as much because so what? <laughs> like, <laughs> so what? I'm only being me. So, so what? <laughs> but, yeah, the dream state having a, a dream about those women and they were just uh it was weird it was weird and it reminded me of something we went to this thing in the summer and when i came out to the car like it, it was a group of us in the car and i just kind of felt 
the energy towards my outfit and how I was dressed without hearing it. And that's just on psychic. Because I knew I was confident in my outfit. I liked it. And I didn't even like it too, too much. But I definitely didn't hate it. So I knew it wasn't me projecting. I'm just like, oh, okay. And then when I got in the car, it was all quiet. And people do this weird thing. Like middle school. It was this girl who did it in middle school. And I remember that being my first encounter with like kind of shady people. It was the first time I got a sew in. And to be honest, we're out then. And the girl was like, to be honest, your hair is real cute. Like, you look pretty. But she wouldn't have said it if it weren't like, and it's just like, why does it, why is it pulling a tooth and a nail for you to admit that somebody else looks good to you? Why, why does it mean something to you that somebody else, I, I guess it's because maybe it's unsuspected or people don't like when I take the attention away from them. And one way or another, and they'd rather you be a version of you that didn't require as much, that didn't take up as much space. But it's not my job to stay small for you because I didn't come to this planet for you. Four, 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 four on the um, time. I literally didn't come here to like make people happy. And I still make so many people happy. But now it's about making me happy because I'm literally the vessel that the universe is living in right now like why wouldn't they want me to be happy why wouldn't i want me to be happy and life is more than just fulfilling a purpose for the divine for me like i came here to do stuff i came here to experience i came here to mess up all of the crazy wild characteristics in me i want them to be just as fulfilled as the most the not divine it's all divine but I want all aspects of me to be fulfilled, be in the moment, and to have fun. I came here to have fun. My mom used to do this thing where she shamed me and my brother, and this is when I was super depressed. And she used to be like, you and your brother just think everything is a good time. Y'all, he's 25, 26, going to bars, going to clubs, doing his thing. I'm like, what? (laughs) And she's just said it so much. And our age gap was crazy. So it was just like, what do you think is going on here? What do you think is going on inside of me? And that was really my first encounters with projection. And it's like, oh, it's not really, really about me. It can be a little bit of me, but it's mostly about you. It's mostly about how you feel about things. And that's cool. And it helped me make a living. I mean, yeah, make a living out of just debunking the truth about me. And who I am versus who I was told that I was and all of this stuff and my actual capabilities and what I actually cared about. Like me personally, natural born athlete, natural born healer, natural born. I'm I'm just a passionate person. But I was constantly looking at other people and how they displayed passion, whether it was the um the loud talkers, the fast talkers, the people that everybody listened to, the bullies, the people who just didn't seem weak. And then I have the people that I actually respected, which usually came from movies like Django from Django Unchained, but not when he had to like take on the role of um, an oppressor just to get to Brunhilde. No, but I love like, what do you call those? The heroine? The hero archetype, love those, but a, a specific kind. But now my favorite is like Deadpool, um, 
I see a lot of worth in what's his name? David from Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Rebecca. I love Rebecca. Once I healed like this bratty, sexually repressed side of me too, Rebecca came in and was like, boom. And I'm like, yeah, her, her. <laughs> I see that. I'm her. Nobody, me on that, me on the cellular level for most of my life. Very much the one girl. Why can't I think of her name? I had so much disregard for David's actual girlfriend. And it was funny because I was like that. I used to be so avoidant and now like avoidant and detached. It's, I like it because I know how to embody it better. Like, oh God, somebody came up to me yesterday. And you know, people have like a New Yorker attitude, but people seen him talking to me, like he talking to me and I'm looking at him, but not too, too much. Cause I didn't want him to spit on my face, honestly. Like sometimes when people talk to me, um, I don't want to say he was homeless. He just wasn't in a, he wasn't in the best circumstance. And I didn't want him to spit on my lips because I not had people talk to me and spit on my lips before. And it's just like that, tarnishes my day because the rest of the night like I can't wash that off so now I'm scratching at my lip which probably probably doesn't make it better so I'm just like okay scratch this germ into my skin or just kind of look away so I was kind of looking away kind of looking at him like I respected him so I'm like all right look you in the eyes but he was geeking me up because I had this thing on my head and I guess it just wasn't pulling nobody and I can admit it. I, I've noticed lately <laughs> I get a lot of attention. So when I don't, I'm like, hold on, let me make some alterations. And it was literally just this headband. Took it off, fixed my wig in um, like a shopping window where I could kind of see my reflection and immediately, boom, a switch. And then I'm like, all right, it's working. So I hit where I'm supposed to hit and this guy come up and he was like, you let me tell you something. You have been a heartbreaker since birth. And I swear, this guy was talking to me for a long time. He was like, ever since you came out the womb, you just been breaking hearts, huh? That's your job, huh? And then I'm like, part-time, yeah. <laughs> in that tone. and But I looked at him in a way. Remember when the dough eye and siren eye thing came out? I was working at a sushi restaurant. And it was a lot of cute guys that came into this restaurant one day. And I don't know, this one day, I just did this thing with my eyes with like th three different guys. And it, they were just so pulled by it. And I don't even know, like ask me how to do it. And I don't know, but the instinct worked that day. And it was just like, hmm, <laughs> didn't know I had that. Didn't even know I wanted that. I'm like, all right. And one of them was like, oh, you want my number? Ha <laughs> ha. But like, I'm not like, I don't know. I got to be in a certain mood to encourage it. And I just wasn't. I, he was cute. So I was in the mood. But like, if you want to give me your number for real, be serious about it. I can play. I can tease. I can joke. But yeah, no. Don't come at me passive aggressive because it's not going to get very far unless I want to play. But I didn't. So he's. I'm just playing. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me keep doing this eye thing, though. <laughs> what can I get for you, sir? <laughs> Tone was right. Eyes right. 
I'm trying to think of what uh, Glorilla's lyrics are. I can't, but it's a, um, the song with her and Cardi, and this is one. <sighs> we know exactly where I'm coming from. <laughs> that day didn't drain me at all. But I was like, yeah, part-time. And his face, like, dropped. Because I guess he didn't expect me to say nothing back to him. And my tone wasn't, my I mean, my face wasn't, I know when I'm not looking very warm. So I wasn't looking receptive to being talked to. But it was just, I don't know. I guess I had a lot of stuff in my spirit in that moment. And I cried in a vulnerable way earlier that day. It was just a lot. It was a lot of energy within me. So I just didn't have it in me to be performative when I go out and smile at everybody. And that's not what it's about anyway. But his face dropped like an anime character. And it felt like I was on Avatar. Because he, like, straight face real hard for a few, for a long time. It felt like I was there for 10 seconds waiting for him to say something. And then he was like, you said it's part-time? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he got, like, the biggest, happiest smile on his face. And it was hilarious. And I'm like, have a good day. Like, I couldn't help but to laugh and smile after that because it was so dramatic of him. And then I'm like, oh, Riz. Alicia has Riz. Alicia has Riz. <laughs> we love Riz. We love charisma. I used to work so hard for it. And all I had to do was be myself. Period. To be loved. <sighs> Tarot be teaching you how to be a little bit scared of people. I don't know. Because sometimes tarot readers be like, uh, don't brag a lot. And when you used to be insecure, like telling me don't brag a lot. As a person who doesn't really brag, I don't brag. I just have a pretty fulfilling life. Like, the way that I talk, the way that I um, glamorize stuff is the braggadocious part. I'm not bragging. It's pretty. So if somebody want to take it from me or feel some type of way about who I am and why, tell them to walk through my shoes and see if they can come out this way. I doubt so I stand on my charisma and my Riz rights. <clears throat> I was just talking about that. Like the people who put me through the most couldn't take 20 seconds of what they put me through. Like the people who put you through the most could not take it. And that's why they embody in it now. They didn't know how to get out of it, and that's fine. But I'm not living uh, living with the consequence of your <clears throat> upbringing and childhood and spirit and how you carried that out. Why should I? But this has been a beautiful conversation. And I could spend a block on, like, you know, um, wrapping up. I think the big message is, like, Picking what you look at. And those connections that's falling away right now, those tower moments are allowing for you to make space to look at more stuff, to think big, to look at yourself and think bigger than you have. Because when you um, only base like what you're going through now 
because we all have to do assessments like, all right, how am I feeling? And when you only look at the stuff that's making you feel bad and the people who have never empowered you, you can never really look at what's empowering because you're not looking in that direction. So it's important to be redirected. I have nothing else to say. And this has been beautiful. I don't feel drained at all to be low. Be blessed. And it is Saturday, November 19th. Have a good time. Goodbye.